entertainment, sports, culture. This is Raleigh Co. Radio, podcast presented by Raleigh and Company. Five of Spooning with Dimitri. I am uh, Dimitri Ravanis, and today's guest is Francois Kefkov. Uh, he owns, and uh, I, I guess is the he doesn't call himself the head chef, but uh, when you own a food truck, you sort of take over all the responsibilities, right? CEO, head chef, uh, uh, head marketer, everything. Uh, so Francois, uh, Francois uh, runs the Belgian Waffology food truck. For my money, the best dessert food truck in the Triangle. And what I really love about this conversation is it's not so much uh, about Francois' history, although we do get into a lot of it and it's really interesting coming over from Belgium. Uh, I really learned a lot about the way we view the Belgian waffle here, and this just sort of got me thinking about the way... Uh, ethnic foods are viewed in American food culture versus in their own. Because here, of course, the Belgian waffle naturally is a a breakfast or or dessert sort of thing. And Francois clearly has embraced that feeling about the Belgian waffle when you look at what is uh, offered on his truck. But he sort of described to me how that's not really the way it's seen in Belgium. So I was uh, really happy to uh, to have this chat with him. Uh, we recorded this right before the holidays. He was uh, very kind to uh, welcome me into his home where we recorded. So you'll hear it's a little bit echoey because there's uh, a lot of hardwoods and open space uh, in his home. Excuse me. Uh, and I don't think reference is made to the holidays, but uh, he and his wife were getting ready, were at that time, getting ready to head back to Belgium uh, to visit family and friends over Christmas. So... Uh, if, you know, he mentions a trip coming up, that's what that, uh, was all about. The music for today, uh, this is perhaps the cheapest, uh, most, uh, mindless association of episode with music, uh, ever. Francois is from Belgium, uh, Kay's Choice is from Belgium. I just learned that, like, last week that Kay's Choice was from Belgium, um, and when, when you think about that era of grunge music, 96 and 97, that to me is sort of the beginning of the end of grunge and how bands like Garbage and, uh, an artist like Alanis Morissette, it, the, those, how those female fronted, uh, grungy rock acts have survived and Case Choice hasn't. I'll I'll never understand how you know how on rock stations sometimes you still hear just terrible te- like I have maintained for years Silverchair blows. When that song came out, to, what was it called? Tomorrow came out. I was 14. I recognized this song blows. How that stuff has stood the test of time and Case Choice, uh, particularly their their one big hit here in the US, not an addict, has not stuck around is beyond me. Uh, I don't blame Francois for that, although, Francois, if you could look into this with your uh, with your countrymen and see if maybe some better marketing could be done in the future, uh, I would appreciate that. All right, so uh, enjoy this chat with Francois Kirchhoff. Uh He is uh, the owner of Belgian Wapology. Almost out, we're so- 
website about you sort of discovering a love for cook uh, for cooking a little bit after you got your formal education, right? Yeah, I mean it's kind of a whole process. I've always been attracted to to food and to make food. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was really, really small, when I was a kid, I really liked to make some. Uh, Kind of breakfast platter from my parents right i don't know why it's just a, it's just a thing and desserts yeah i guess because they were really easy these are like were sure. like pudding and i just like to mix like milk and powder so that's right. easy but that's i guess oh i how i enter it uh-huh and uh my mom is a cool i mean she's i don't know if she's a chef but she's she's cooking a lot right. and she knows really how to cook well and mm-hmm. stuff so i've been raised with a mom who's make food every day and yeah. you know trying to make some research on the weekend and so not a professional stuff. but somebody not who professional. really knows their way around yeah exactly yeah. so uh she likes to experiment new things and every year she's making like new stuff that she wants to try and mm-hmm. so she's she really likes food so i guess that was one of the introduction and um also i'm very close of uh one of my cousin that is a that is a chef and uh he worked in a star restaurant in uh, in belgium and mm-hmm. i've been around him for a while so Sometimes he came back with some food and we made food together. So I guess that's what another thing that, yeah. I, that I liked about it. So aside from, I mean, like I think when Americans think of Belgian cuisine, waffles is the, the first thing that comes to mind. What is what is a meal in Belgium? Like what is... Yeah. So uh, but we are, of course, we are famous for uh, specific things like uh, fries. Uh-huh. We invented them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mussels and fries, go. Uh, we do that a lot. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Aren't the... Uh, aren't, uh, waffle fries aren't they also called Belgian fries? Uh, I think there is there is something here that uh, people call Belgian frites. Ah, uh, yes. I think, and those are like more steak frites, like okay. uh, figure. Uh, it's just that uh, we yeah we we eat a lot of fries in Belgium. That's true. Right. Uh, waffles are a thing, of course, because every city has its uh, own idea of a, what should, what is supposed to be a waffle so oh, really? we have a lot of them yeah uh chocolate and beer of course are very big mm. and when it's come to meal our cuisine is uh is somewhere between the french the french one and maybe a bit of italian and netherlands i guess so a lot of our typical meat our meal are um, very hot and very rich uh-huh. because we live in a cold country so it's <laughs> right. more like like a casserole or like something that stays a long time on the on the range and you have to like to wait for the flavors to develop and stuff like that yeah. so when a very typical one is a beef stew made with carrots and brown beer mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite each time i go back to my home my <laughs> mom makes sure that i have that <laughs> uh, so it sounds like culinarily it's the same as culturally right because belgium is very influenced by its neighbors around yeah, it in europe yeah, yeah. we are so small it's impossible to not to be influenced by the other ones sure. so uh so we are right in the middle of Germany, France, uh, Netherlands. And uh, so, of course, all of these culture, they kind of, uh, you know, there is like a, a transform information and culture. Right. Yeah. So in Belgium, is the waffle, is it strictly a dessert thing or is it also a breakfast? So actually, it's not a dessert thing. No, almost, not at all. Almost at all. I mean, some people can, have, uh-huh. maybe sometime you will that. It's more like a, it's a treat. Yeah. So... Uh, my my personal uh, experience with waffles is the one that I do in the truck, the Liège waffle, is the one I just grab it somewhere on the street. Mm-hmm. We have tons of little shops that just do that. And so nothing fancy. It's just right. like uh, maybe three euros and you get your Liège waffle and you just walk with it. Mm-hmm. When you wait for the train or for the bus or you go in 
just shopping, and between two shops, there is one of those go uh, those guys uh, selling waffles. <laughs> right. The other one, the Brussels one, is uh, more like a tea room waffle. So my souvenir was uh, I went uh, when I went to the beach with my uh, parents. We always made a stop in the tea room, mm -hmm. get some hot chocolate and a and a Brussels waffle with things on it. Right. It's but it's always like a like a four p.m. stuff. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so when you decided to. Uh, well, you know what, before we get into you starting the truck, what brought you to the U.S.? My wife. So yeah. uh, my wife, is a, she's a doctor in psychology and she's, oh, okay. she's making research here in UNC. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she at, at first we came because she had an opportunity to make some research for six months here. Right. And so, so we did. We came here. But we really loved it. So uh -huh. uh, we didn't want to go back. And so we found a way to stay more. Yeah. So that's how it that's how it begins. Yeah. So when you came here, did you did you know you were going to do something? No, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. I was a, I was a medical rep in Belgium. <laughs> oh, and really? I, yeah, and I hated it. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm happy I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, no, I just knew I was going to do something. Uh, the first six months, I was more thinking of okay, if I'm here for six months, I'm just going to try to make some money just like sure. this. And when it finally appeared to to be a longer thing. Uh, I tried to find job, and uh, the first thing I found was uh, was using my language, of mm -hmm. course, because yes, I have a, I have a master in psychology and stuff like that. It's super hard to use that when you don't really speak fluently a language, right? And it's especially, I mean, it's healthcare, so it's better to understand what the other ones say, of course. <laughs> but um, so yeah, using my language, and yeah. so that's just that's after that, after the after two years of being here, that I finally came with an idea of doing a food truck. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. So before we get to the truck, I sort of want to explore your language more and, and the life before uh, restaurant, food truck, business, whatever it is uh, you want to call it. Uh, how many languages do you speak? Uh, just two. Just two. Yeah. Okay. I understand a bit more, but speaking two. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's, it's interesting that you, um, it's like, I understand you perfectly. I mean, there's, you know, like you mentioned before we started recording, it is a pretty thick French accent. It is, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess when you think about doing uh, psychology, right? Isn't that what you said your yeah. uh, master's in? Um, I, I guess, you know, there is always the opportunity that you're going to end up face to face with somebody with a, you know, really thick backwoods, you yeah. know, deep Pittsburgh kind yeah. of accent <laughs> that might not understand. But, uh, I mean, is that, is your accent changed at all from when you were in Belgium? I mean, I, I guess it probably has, but I guess the, the question is, do you notice that it's changed at all? I'm really not sure. Uh, the crazy thing is that my uh, my wife has not the same accent at all. So when uh -huh. we are together, it's uh, there is an obvious difference. Uh, she she has a better um, better way to speak, I guess, English. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why my accent is so thick. Uh, I don't think it changed. But what I've noticed is that my friends they uh, understand me understand me very easily. But right. I think it's because they are used to my accents more <laughs> than me changing mine. Uh, I don't think it's going to change a lot. No, yeah. it's pretty fixed since the beginning, and I think it's going to stay like that. Yeah, I don't want to, but uh, I took some classes to change it. But uh, really, see, yeah. my dad has been in the U.S. since '75. He came over from Greece uh -huh. uh, in '75, and he still has a Greek accent. But you know, he's been on the Gulf Coast that whole time. There's a pretty like prominent Southern accent in there too. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's an odd combination of the two at this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So we're all. Uh, if your wife came here for. Um, for uh, research, was it straight from Belgium to here, or were yeah. you in multiple places? No, 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 no. So she was a she was a researcher in uh, uh -huh. in um, in Belgium, and it's just that uh, in her field, 
one of the very, very big actors of that field, it's uh, positive psychology, uh, is here in UNC. And so it was a very big opportunity for her, for right. her career to work with uh, that person. Mm -hmm. And she's still working with her now. So okay. but that's how it is, yeah. Well, let's finally get into, uh, let's get into the truck, Belgian, okay. uh, Belgian Waffology. How many people uh, are, are the crew? How many people make it run? Uh, so we are, so I'm obviously running a lot of it. Uh, my wife is helping me a lot on the administrative part of it. Uh -huh. So everything like, uh, and social media, because I'm very bad with that. <laughs> so uh, she's helping me with Facebook and Twitter and all of these. Uh, and I have, uh, it depends, uh, my helpers, it's from uh, one to, to four. Yeah. Uh -huh. So uh, you, the max in the truck is four, right. uh, just because of the size of it. Sure. Uh, and it's hard to be alone. I've did that already, like just run it alone for small stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's something. Yeah. But, uh, so two is a very good number to follow on an everyday basis. Yeah. So we had, uh, I was telling you before we started recording, we had Nate from uh, Chirpa Chirpa on mm -hmm. um, an earlier episode. And he was talking about that because of some of the laws in North Carolina, that they pretty much have to have everything done. All they can do is the last step, which is actually steam mm -hmm. their buns before they sell them. But because of the nature of waffles, you guys pretty much do everything start to finish in the truck, right? Uh, I mean, depends on how you see it, because we bring the dough already made in uh -huh. the truck, but we make the dough. Right. But, uh, I mean, the whole cooking process of the waffle happens in the truck. Right. But it was just one thing. You sure. just put it in the iron and bake it. So, yes, we kind of make everything in the truck, but the dough, the dough process, dough making process, that's something that has to be done outside. Yeah, I mean that is just um, uh, practical that yeah, it that it's yeah. done outside. Yeah. But uh, but I guess the the question that I had that and maybe this sort of changes the answer. Um, you know, Nate was talking about that even though all they do is the steaming part of their mm -hmm. operation, they still because of the space have to be a pretty well oiled machine. They, I mean, everybody kind of has to know where to be when in that truck. It would seem to me. That probably even more so with you guys in Belgian waffology. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, obviously the system is super important inside the truck. Right. So uh, yeah, from the bottle that I put in the iron to the final product that we uh, sell out of the window. I mean, yeah, of course there is a real system. It's uh, it mm -hmm. has to be always the same, same timing, same right. proportion, stuff like that. And yes, yes, people in the truck has to. Yeah, they have to know what to do. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Um, what was the what were sort of the steps uh, to you figuring out what your waffle was going to be? Because it's not only does it taste delicious, it's got a really unique consistency to it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's almost like the middle is almost not done, mm -hmm. which it just makes it 10 times better in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, the, the waffle decision was, uh, I mean, it's still processing now, but... Um, the first thing I was thinking of doing was doing the Brussels and the Liège waffle, mm. and that's how I started the, the, the Belgian waffleology experience. Uh, yeah, I just re realized after something like six months that it was uh, it was a lot of trouble for me to do the Brussels in the truck. Right. Uh, it's just related to the fact that uh, a Brussels batter is a liquid batter, mm. and uh, so it's easier to be on a flat surface. Right. That doesn't happen a lot in a food truck. <laughs> uh, it's just harder to carry, harder to maintain. Harder I would to imagine. Cook. You probably lose. You would probably lose a lot of it. Yeah, in the truck. totally. Yeah. yeah, we lose a lot of it. Uh, so we decided to get rid of it now. Mm -hmm. 
I still have somewhere in my mind a way to bring it back, but I, I'm not sure it's going to be for right now. And so I focused my uh, energy on the Liège waffle, and uh, I was almost sure it was going to be a hit because it's very, very big in uh, in Belgium, right? And because it's, as you say, it's unique. The texture is totally different. Uh, it's still a waffle, but it's extremely, I think, tasty by itself. A lot right. of cool flavors. And it's still pretty good if you put things on it. Yeah. So that's and on the other part, the the making of the dough is pretty intense. Is that all done here in your kitchen? Uh, not for now, but that's going to be the case. It's okay. uh, I'm still waiting for some uh, license here, uh -huh. but that's going to be my uh, extra kitchen. No, I'm just renting a commissary. Oh, okay. But uh, January 2015, that should be my commissary. Uh, so the process of the of making the dough is pretty long and pretty. I mean that's something, but when it's done, it's super easy to transport and super easy right. to cook. The right. Liège waffle is very very easy for a food truck. I think mm -hmm. you just have to make sure that it's well done first yeah. uh, at the beginning, and so uh, that's how I focus my uh, my my energy on that. Uh, it's a good waffle. It's pretty easy to do, long, but it's easy and very easy to cook. Mm -hmm. And usually people really like it. It's pretty, really, really rare and people don't like it. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, it, food trucks, is that a pretty, uh, just in your experience between the US and Belgium? And I mean, I don't know where else you've traveled, but are food trucks a pretty American phenomenon or are they kind of everywhere that you've noticed? Oh, for me, it's totally American. Is it? Yeah, uh, especially the food truck as they are known here. Right. It's, uh, we have kind of like, we had some food trucks before the food trucks, but they were very different. It's more like a, a fair thing. It's very mm -hmm. small, extremely specific and uh, nothing fancy about it. Yeah. And uh, you, you can find some kind of food truck, waffle food truck in Belgium, but mm -hmm. they will be, they will be doing just the Liège waffle, that's it. Right. So nothing on it, no, no toppings, no just baking a waffle. So it's an iron in a, in a truck, basically. Right. So we have that for like years and with fries we have that too. But it's nothing like the trend of the food trucks that we experience here in America. Yeah, which was sort of, I mean, you know, it, it sort of changed because for so long food trucks were the, yeah. you, you know, they went from construction site to construction site. That's yeah, how they yeah, made Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I obviously haven't seen that part. Me, I've discovered right. them at full steam at Durham. Right. And so I, I fell in love with the food trucks. And pretty quickly, I thought it was amazing. And after being more in that kind of foodie places, I'm... I really liked it. It's, it's amazing. So is the plan, and maybe you haven't thought of it all the way out, but is the plan for Belgian Waffology going forward? I mean, do you, do you like being in the truck? Does that seem like home or do you have goals of having an actual shop at some point? Uh, I want to, I want to grow the brand as much as I can, and I want, yeah. but I want it to be consistent. So I personally, I love my food truck and yeah. I, I'm pretty, I'm super proud of what I've done. I've just think that it's a natural thing for a business that, uh, that is somewhat popular to grow. Sure. Because trying to just to stay the same always, I think it's almost impossible. That's against like the nature of the business. Right. So, but the way it's gonna grow, I'm not sure yet. Really, it's uh, having a place would be nice because I have ideas of, about bringing budget beer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. with it. Uh, but it's a whole whole new world that I don't really know. Especially yeah. that's a lot of money too. Yeah. So. That's just, it's not even a year of Belgian waffology and I'm super happy with uh, the way it happened. Mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, I mean, that's super cool. Uh, I'm very excited about 2015 because that's going to be for me the year of like trying to be 
trying to work on consistency yeah about places uh about the waffle itself my my system in the process of making waffles and process of uh, selling them work on the menu so i think that's going to be a very cool year for that so yes i think we're going to grow but i don't know how yeah do you not think you have a consistency in terms of places right now i mean it seems like you have a I do, but I think it could be better. Sure. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just because it's the first year, so you have to test a lot of places. Right. And so there is places where I've been and that was not so popular, but maybe if I change a bit the menu, it would be more popular. Mm-hmm. And there is some places that are super popular now that I won't change. And uh, But I, it's just that... Uh, Almost every day we think of another place to go. It's uh, right. It's so large the area, and there is so much companies and and events and festival and people in communities who people want stuff to happen. I mean, I'm sure it's almost like limitless. Yeah. So w- what's the process of that like? I mean, do you for the rodeos? Obviously, you sort of have to get together with uh, the city or whoever the organizing body is. But in terms of um, going to individual businesses, whether it's a brewery or a business doing something at like, you know, five o'clock for their mm-hmm. employees, or even you guys do the RTP uh, yeah. breakfast rodeo all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Is that you, does it start with you reaching out to them or does that, do those sort of relationships start with, they kind of have to know who you are? Uh, it's a bit of everything. I would say for my part, uh, a big, big help was to uh, to reach other food trucks mm-hmm. uh, because, because they know, of course. Right. So, and usually it's a, it's a kind of a good hint if you see a food truck somewhere like a regular place. Yeah. Uh, I guess that they, it's good for food trucks. How does that getting to know each other process work? Do you take each other your food or? Uh, me, I've done uh, before the launching the truck and everything. I've done what I would call research, I guess. Uh-huh. And so I just went and met a lot of them. Yeah. So Nate is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met uh, beforehand. It was uh, Becky from Pie Pusher and the, uh, Paul from American Meltdown and uh, Gillian from Forget About It. So in my my idea, it was taking the the big ones, the people, I mean, the ones who are very popular, that right. always, the, everybody knows, or are older in the business. And these guys, they all started that. Right. I personally think that's, that's because of them that we are all able to make it now, because people like, I mean, brand like Chiba Chiba and Onion Burger, Pie Pusher, Forget About It. American Meltdown. I think they had the very big guys in Durham who mm-hmm. like made that possible and so trendy now. Yeah. So for me, it was natural to go to them and meet them and just say, hey, I would like to do that too. Do you have any advice? Is there is it the community community that I should try to contact? Is there special things to do? And that was very helpful because each of them they gave me a part of information, and so altogether it was very very rich. Yeah. And um, so I think that was. That was pretty cool. I mean, most of them, are pretty, pretty, pretty much all of them, they think that other food trucks are a plus and not a competition thing. It depends on the food you make, of course. Sure. But we, nobody's doing waffles here. Nobody's Belgian. Nobody's doing Belgian things in the food truck. So I'm pretty unique. So that's cool. So was that uh, was that encouraging or is that a little? I oh, know. I think it was encouraging. Was it? Because you know, you look at like Cherba Cherba. No one else is doing specifically dumplings, but there are a lot of Asian. Themed food trucks, pie pushers. I mean, you know, everyone can do pizza. Baguette about it is a very unique form of sandwich. But like you said, not only is there no waffle truck, uh, there's really, uh, I don't even know what category to put you in. I mean, you don't. Nobody knows. No. Yeah, I mean, you don't exactly <laughs> belong with the cupcake trucks, you know. No. So, so tell me a little bit about what that process was like. I mean, you say it was exciting, but there had to be, there had to be times, like as you're almost about to pull the trigger on buying yeah. a truck or almost about to start business that you 
there had to be times where you sort of took a stutter step. Oh, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. What if? Uh, so, yeah, there is the idea first, like kind of building an idea in my mind. Mm -hmm. And after I tried to, I've tried to just test it. And uh, so meeting other people from this, from this area. And so I'm thinking about truckers, but also just uh, people in the street. Sure. Or friends and stuff like that. And also the people from the health department mm -hmm. in Durham. And all of them were pretty excited about the idea of having a waffle food truck. Right. Because that's something that doesn't exist here. But a lot of them said, please don't do more burgers or more. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say more dumplings because Chiba Chiba is the only one, but I wouldn't do dumplings personally because I think they are pretty big on that already. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they own that pretty well, so uh, and they're very good at it. So um, everybody was pretty encouraging in that mm -hmm. thing, like make the waffles. Uh, after I did its research also uh, online to see if other people were doing that here, other Belgians were doing that mm -hmm. in America, and I'm not the only one to do that. And one that is very big is waffles and dingus in New York. Mm -hmm. And so I found some in, uh, I think, in Toronto and stuff like that. And I contact all of them. And the only one who really gave me a big answer was uh, was uh, Thomas from uh, Waffles and Dingus. And uh, it finally ended to invited me to stay a week with them there. Oh, wow. But I mean, that's New York. So that's very different. Sure. It's super big. They have two huge food trucks and mm -hmm. five cars and two bars. And wow. I mean, that's a real company. But still so big and still pretty humble. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I had the, uh, the opportunity to go there and spend time with them. So I worked in a food truck making waffles in New York for five days. Mm -hmm. And uh, Are they allowed to do more up there actually in the truck in New York than, they, than you are here in North Carolina? Yeah, it's, it's kind of more like... Um, you do your thing, you know, there, it's right. like, yeah, there are, I don't know, it's, yeah, there is rules, but nobody respects them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but just because that's the way it is, so that, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, like, they get tickets all the time, but that's part of the business. I mean, right. that's, that's the license that we pay that they don't pay, and that, so they pay licensing fees, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, um, but so that was a very, very big decision maker. Mm -hmm. Come, go, going there, see the, rea I could see the reaction of the people on the street, because mm -hmm. they were selling waffles, buying waffles. And uh, I really liked the, that experience because Thomas uh, from Waffles and Dingus, he, he makes waffle like I do, like we do in Belgium. I mean, that's exactly what we do. It's far from generation to the generation, they are always the same. And of course, he put a, like a tweak on it, his tweak. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew that going there, I was going to be able to do the same, but with my tweaks. So that was really, that was super interesting because I talked a lot with a lot of people. I've seen a lot of system going on i've seen how they they build the truck for the waffles and everything and i saw that it was working so i was when i came back i was decided to find my truck yeah how do you describe yourself are you a chef are you no. an owner or you're just know. a guy with a food truck i guess yeah chef i think it's extremely uh, pretentious to yeah. say that from uh, <laughs> from yourself and i know chefs and i'm not sure. like that uh i think i'm just a guy who uh who likes food and uh, likes to make it and was really excited to have his own business mm -hmm. because I'm not very good with authority and stuff like that. Right. So uh, <laughs> it's better for me to be alone. And um, no, I'm, I'm more like, yeah, that guy trying to, to have fun in what he's doing every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I for now it works, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Have, you, uh, have you cooked uh, your waffles for your parents? And no, no, because I don't have the irons. So, uh, um, so uh, I brought, so I import the irons from uh, from Belgium, but they are super heavy and super. I mean, it's heavy duty thing. So I, I don't have that material in Belgium. Yeah. So they have this. They, they are coming next uh, next year, like in August. So that's going to be the time for them to to try. Yeah, very but cool. my uh, parents in law they tried and they really liked it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh, so let's see. I, 
tell me a little bit about how you found your how did you find your crew are they also belgian belgian no 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 no, no. Uh, it, there isn't a lot of belgium in the area yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no the crew it's a simple uh, i mean friends of friends and sure. uh, craigslist ads and uh Sometimes people drink up at the food truck and say, yeah, I would love to do that. So they can always send me an email. It's, uh, it's still, it's still pretty, I mean, uh, it's just the beginning. So yeah, it's just, that's the way it is, I guess. Yeah. Where'd you find the truck? The truck was, big, uh, it was a huge help from one of my friends. Uh, so my budget was pretty small to buy yeah. the truck and uh, I didn't want to like to have a super fancy thing. I wanted to do a lot of things by myself. So my, really my starting budget was super so small that it was pretty easy to find a truck because mm -hmm. there was none. And um, so, so was, your, was your budget small to the point that when you bought it, it was just a truck, not a food truck yet? Uh, it was a food truck. It was, it, it was actually a taco truck. And yeah. it's just that I have one of my friends that I know from the beginning that I'm living here. She's uh, very connected to the Hispanic uh, mm. population. And she knew that family who uh, they had that food truck for years now, but they were not using it. Yeah. And so, but I want to try to sell it, selling it neither. And uh, when I saw it, when I saw the size, I was like, that's exactly what I need because I really like the fact that it's a small one. Yeah. And, um, and so, took me months to, to get it because they didn't really want to sell it at first and mm -hmm. after I was like yeah but I really want it and uh, you don't you don't doing it you're not doing anything with it it was sitting I think for three years when I bought it yeah like at the same spot yeah and uh, and finally we we got it and uh, it was a whole process with that family me and my friend and um, but I think everybody was really super happy at the end and uh, that's how I found it I've seen tons really uh, I've been to the beach I've been uh, everywhere to buy food truck and uh, I spent hours on the on internet but uh it's and you end up finding it right here in uh yeah i found it in uh hillsborough wow uh so what did you have in mind for the truck as you you know when you're talking about you you came up with the concept obviously long before there was a business what did you not sort of account for either not having enough room enough power or whatever like what is something you is part of the big plan that you just you can't do with just the truck right now but the fact that the, the the Brussels waffle itself, it was really part of my plan since the beginning. The mm -hmm. whole menu was designed like that, and that's why it's, the name is Belgian Waffleology. It's not a, it's not just Liège waffles. Right. You know, it's like waffles from Belgium. I've just discovered it's super hard to maintain, like to be consistent with the Brussels. So that was a big surprise. I mean, surprise. That was a thing too that I had to deal with. Uh, that the very beginning of the truck running. Uh, I mean, it's, I think it's impossible to be prepared for that. Of it's, course, because so much things are happening every day. You have like, <laughs> it's 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 like hell for the first month. Everything breaks, and you just <laughs> discover that tons of stuff are not made to do to be a food truck in a food truck. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the process. I that I, I, I had difficulties with everything: my generator, the electric system, the propane, the the fridge, the truck itself, the everything really the, the fact that not being flat somewhere so you learn a lot being on the street and just doing it yeah and uh, meeting other truckers and they say oh yeah but you should do that and you're like oh of course it's so clever i didn't know it yeah so it, there is a lot of small things and tons of them so it sounds like all of them uh especially like the not being flat stuff like that that doesn't even dawn on you no might affect the truck. i didn't know i would guess all that stuff is like nightmare scenario where you learn it when you are oh, yeah. either at the rodeo or in front of the client totally. or whatever. Yeah, it's terrible when the. I think we all have those stories. I'm pretty sure, but sure. so uh, 
my first, my very first rodeo, uh, I had to run on the generator for 10, for 10 hours. Mm -hmm. So I was super stressed that my generator would, wouldn't do it. Uh, my second one, uh, my electrical system was totally, totally, I don't know, uh, broke or so I had to use the generator on of another food truck that was okay to give it to me. Yeah. Uh, my third one, I, uh, I made everything jumped in the in the electrical system of the of the city in my in my parts. So Chiba Chiba couldn't have any electricity because of me. <laughs> um, but they were very cool about it. Yeah. Uh, my very first one, I burned. I think all of, all of my first waffles, all of them. Uh, my very very first gig. gig yeah. Uh, gig. Uh, my first farmers market. I was not flat at all. Uh, it was super busy. I was totally unprepared. We were, we were jammed for the whole whole market. It was like a nightmare. <laughs> uh, really, I mean, ton, I know it's cool. No, everything is pretty smooth. But right. at the beginning, everything falls apart. It's, uh, yeah. It's. I guess I was not ready enough. I don't know. But uh, it was fun at the end. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was something. Do you think it would have been easier to open your first food truck somewhere? other than the triangle where you are dealing with three uh, at least three very unique sets of rules i mean orange county is not exactly the same as durham county wake county was way behind the eight ball mm -hmm. um especially compared to durham in terms of where food trucks could set up what they could do all that kind of stuff or is it or is it the state of north carolina that lays down the rules that everybody follows that's very hard to say. I don't know. It's uh, for me. It's impossible to separate the experience of food trucks than the triangle because that's sure. where they are for me. I know that they exist everywhere else, but right. uh, for me, that's where they are. And uh, I guess then the question is, given that you are dealing with at least three unique governments, has that made it? Has that brought up a whole set of headaches that you? didn't even imagine when you first opened the I door. mean that's kind of a that's kind of a pain just to understand all of them it's not just understanding one system is mm -hmm. three four five I don't know but really once you've done it when you but that's tons of things that I did before having the truck that's all of my what I right. call the research part of it I I spent really long long a long time because I was unemployed at that time so I just went everywhere all of the health department all of the cities uh sit down all and tons of food trucks and people working that area. Uh, so finally, I just learned it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I was really depressed to, to, to learn what I've learned. But uh, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's funny when you see the difference between Carborough and Chapel Hill and Durham that are super close from each other. It's right. extremely different. But I mean, that's part of it. It's uh, you just have to deal with it. I think it could be simpler, mm -hmm. but every, everybody knows that. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not new into to say that. So yeah, uh, when you when you were starting a a belgian food truck was it was waffles absolutely what you wanted to do i, I mean i ask because like i'll give you an example my dad i mentioned is from greece you know having a euro place isn't exactly what he wanted to do but that sort of that's what you do to get people to then try the other stuff on the menu mm -hmm. so was waffles just the the easy thing to get started with it sounds like though you've always kind of had a uh, love affair for that side of Belgian cuisine. So I'm, uh, I knew I wanted to bring something Belgian. Right. For two reasons, because I knew it was going to be legit, mm -hmm. because it's impossible to of discuss course. that. Yeah. Even the accent is telling you that. <laughs> and uh, so first that that, and also because I really love my country. So I'm super proud of being Belgium, mm -hmm. but I love America too. So, so that's part of the food truck thing because I think the food truck is the perfect, like meeting point from Belgium and America. Sure. And um, so that was that's one part. Another part is that when I start to think about what could I bring and what could I do, 
it's if I want to be typical, I would think about beer, chocolate, fries, and waffles. Right. I don't want to do fries because I don't want to fry all day long. Right. Beer on the street is impossible. Right. Uh, chocolate, it's not very a food truck team, I think. Mm -hmm. So waffles were pretty obvious at that time. Yeah. And um, the very very beginning, I wanted to have kind of a cafe to pair Belgian beer with uh, typical stuff like Belgian waffles. Mm -hmm. That was my very, very, very first idea. And, uh, but like, even before really thinking of, oh, okay, I'm gonna do something on my own. And uh, after when I really made research, the food truck came pretty easily. Uh, it came like the pretty the easier thing to, to do, even yeah. if it's not easy, but pretty easier, I would say. And so with the truck, I think the waffle was an obvious thing. Yeah. Yeah. So with the with the food truck, you say being a, a uniquely American thing, is it easy to describe the business to friends and, and family back in Belgium? No, they yeah. don't. They don't, <laughs> they don't get it. No, <laughs> it's uh, they really get it when they see it. Right. Because um, for us, it's uh, we don't have that. Uh, first of all, that small business. Uh, Thing. we don't really have that in belgium it's mm -hmm. uh we we are not very supportive of small business and i think that's a shame but uh, that's how it is uh so the, the first thing the second thing for a lot of my uh, people that i know and my parents and stuff i'm a psychologist and i'm doing waffles right. so there is uh, something wrong in that thing <laughs> and um but i mean i think they still it's still hard for them to understand but it's also because you you have to imagine like i don't know somebody saying to you i'm opening like a i don't know a ketchup place and it's a and it's a buzz and everybody's crazy about it and, right. and i'm gonna make money and I'm, I'm pretty popular and it's fun and maybe everybody f would think here but it's, it's ridiculous it's just ketchup in the bug i mean there is nothing crazy about that yeah because waffles are so old in our you know right. in our country it's that's that's almost impossible to to understand i think like a like a trend of something that you know forever that's that could be new somewhere else and pretty trendy right. and stuff well so, and then there's also the element of having to describe to them when they ask oh well where is it yeah. well it's wherever it needs it's, to be yeah, you know it would be like telling someone well i'm opening a a, a catch-up place that moves from wherever the yeah, moon is exactly, in the sky exactly yeah so no it's very hard for them to get it yeah but the cool thing now is that food trucks are so popular here that they kind of begin to come back in Europe, mm -hmm. and that's very the beginning of it. And but so now there is shows on in Europe and in Belgium and in France about food trucks. So that's a good thing for me because right. that makes it very easy to to uh, explain that that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, before before we wrap up, what was the education system like in Belgium that that took you down the psychology path? Uh, you know, my 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 only frame of reference for education systems in Europe, obviously, is Greece, where, you know, you, you take a test when you graduate from high school and the government gives you three options of what you can pursue. Oh, okay. Um, I, I take it that's probably not the way it is in Belgium. I no. mean, Greece has a little more of the Eastern Europe thing going on. Um, but, but what was it like? I mean, was, was, and, uh, so my, my love, I would say about psychology is, uh, I started at the, so last year of uh, college uh my my french teacher gave uh, gave us a book to to read and it was about the psychoanalysis uh of uh, freud and uh i don't know i don't remember which was uh, who was the the patient but uh so it was like one of those books and uh i really liked him i think it was amazing mm -hmm. he really, really talked to me and uh i've always loved to 
talk with people and especially hear people talk and usually i'm not the talker yeah but um so i was like that and uh, when it came to make a decision about where i should go in university university it was pretty obvious that i wanted to do either psychology or uh, i wanted to to be a critic for a movie because uh-huh. i love movies and so it just i just realized that the, the path to do to be a critic was super strange and not very yeah it's not very thing that's that's what i do now you uh, you made the better decision All right, <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And uh, the other part was psychology, and really, I um, m- my attraction to psychology was because of psychoanalysis, and that's uh-huh. still the thing that I like personally. So uh, there was other thing in psychology that I don't really care for, but that's that's what it is. Psychology is super super large, and uh, but I I had a really good time there. That's why I met my wife, and I still think that the knowledge I I've accumulated is is amazing. Yeah. It's just that I'm not doing it finally, but uh, <laughs> it's really part of me. It's impossible to take it off, and that's why we're. That's why the name is morphology, because of course it's. Ah, oh, there you go. I, but, I don't know why I didn't put that together yeah. when you said you, you had a yeah, psychology. I call myself as a morphologist uh-huh. because it's yeah because I still have that psychology thing in my head. Yeah. But uh, I think it's part of me and part of the experience. But uh, and I love it still. I still think it's a very important thing. Yeah. So it sounds like you you are, uh, and it's probably more of a personal thing than a. Uh, cultural thing but it sounds like you are very much encouraged to do to follow a passion uh, rather than just yeah you know, right i think so yeah. yeah yeah i guess i would say that yeah well very cool well, francois thank you so much man this has been a lot you. of fun yeah yeah episode i mentioned uh francois thick french accent um obviously i know he has a belgian accent it's just uh that he he speaks french uh that uh that sort of all got jumbled up in my head i really hate for you guys that you did not get to experience that chat the way i did sitting across from him because my god is the man dreamy thank god i was doing this interview and not my wife or else i would no longer have a wife uh all right so uh big thank you to francois big thank you to everybody uh, who listened to uh, the podcast this week. Uh, I've got a couple of other interviews in the can. I'm not sure what I'm going to, uh, who I'm going to do next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, let's see, anything else worth mentioning here? Uh, I don't believe so. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope if you uh, did not know what you were going to do for Valentine's Day in terms of where you were going to eat, I hope you sort of scroll back through some of these episodes to get some uh, some ideas because we've talked to people with uh, beautiful, beautiful establishments uh, that maybe you and your sweetheart could uh, frequent this Valentine's Day. Frequent? Patronize. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Populate? Eat at. Let's go with eat at. All right, we'll catch you next week.